so. Are you curious? Welcome to the Curiosity Codex. I am your ardent enthusiast, Kyle Olson. For this week's episode, Mandy and I decided that we'd just talk about writing and let the chat go wherever it led. We'll talk about process, outlining, weird ideas, and taking your family's drama and maybe making a movie out of it. But first, we'll get into the strange shared brain space that happens when you have a co-writer. Chapter 9. Who Let Me Out of the House? Interior Recording Booth Night. (laughs) well played my friend two independent screenwriters meet uh, and decide they want to talk about the craft Uh, okay so (laughs) and so we we ended last time we we started started talking about wanting to talk about writing which is of course one of my passions as well so screenwriting so when you I believe when we talked about it first when you first started out you collaborated with someone else. Well, you did your spec script. We talked about the office spec script. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. uh, uh, you had you started you collaborated with people. Now I'm interested in that. Yeah. Just sort of as as a gateway. Did you did you start writing it by yourself first, and then you started collaborating with other people, or did you like was the first things you did collaborating with other people? Because I haven't actually never written with anyone else. Yeah. The first thing I did was by myself. Okay. And I will say that. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like pulling your fingernails out one by one, pretty much. Like, I mean, it's wonderful because you have all the control and it's awful because you're always in the void of the blank page and the unknown and like, what am I doing? And this is terrible. Whereas, you know, the reason I think, um, I, so I had written a, a novella. Oh, okay. That. How how did you find, uh, that as a process? I, I've, I've written a novel as well and went, Ooh, this is not for me. Like, <laughs> I have a finished book, but I'm like, yeah, it's just going to sit quietly on my shelf over here. Like, uh, yeah. I'm not, I, I, it took writing a novel to find out I'm not a novelist. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually loved it. And it came out, it was, it was a magical kind of process because okay. it was really one of those, I knew I wanted to write. I didn't know what to write. I basically sat down at a blank page and just went, I, I don't know, and decided, okay, if I sit down and I write blah, 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 that's what I'm going to do. And then I imagined this picture and I saw a little girl and she was laying on her bed and she was looking up at her ceiling, but then it wasn't the ceiling, it was the stars Hmm. and she could see them and communicate with them. So that's where I started. I had that image and I just uh, kept writing from there and sort Hmm. of feeling it out. And, and it ended up, it it was really one of those fun stories where you go, I don't know where this is going. And then (laughs) as you follow it, you're like, oh, Oh, this is where it's going, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. So you finally if I get to the end, you realize what it is you're writing about. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like and actually I remember I was in a noodle shop on like Seventh Avenue with my friend Jennifer Fitzgerald, and I'm like, I'm writing this thing, but I don't know how it ends. And she's like, Well, doesn't it end like blah blah blah? And uh-huh. I was like, <gasps> Isn't that amazing? Oh my god, that is the ending. And I uh, I she cracked it for me. Isn't that amazing how that like, people can do that? I have I have a, a a novelist friend and he's like the master of that. Like I said, yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm three fourths of the way through this horror movie and I realized I made the the monster essentially too powerful. I can't I can't stop it. Like I don't I like nothing. I can't do anything about it. And so he read what I had done. And he's like, oh well, clearly you're you're doing A to B, and then it circles back and then goes right back to A. And I'm like, oh my god. Oh god, don't you <laughs> love like, it when that happens? I, 
Yeah, that's that's you're right. That's exactly what it should be. Oh my, yeah, it's, it really takes someone else to like sort of look at the whole thing and and like show show you. Yeah, there was actually was a structure to this. You were just too lost in it to, to see. Ah, that's the best part of collaboration is somebody else can make you look like a genius. I I had written this novella and I wanted to adapt it as a movie, so I did okay. write my first feature by myself. Okay. Um, and then. I don't think, and then I had, a, so then the way I collaborated the first time on a movie was my roommate at the time had written, uh, she had this idea for like a fully improvised movie. And then she had taken that idea and started to kind of script it, but she was a little locked up. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were roommates. So I was like, Ooh, and for whatever reason, her story just sparked in me. Like I loved her characters. I loved the tone of it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it was an idea about a woman who a, a dying mother who wanted her children to throw her a living funeral. Oh, OK. It's a great movie. So we um, so we were sort of I was just sort of helping her with her thing, which was really fun for me, because when it's not you. Right. You're like, yeah. oh, well, this is so obvious. Right. Yeah. The main, right. You know, and I, I would help her by like sending her questions, like answer these questions about these characters. And I went full deep on the characters like you know, let's figure this out. Let's figure that out. Cause this is the piece. Is this going to go here? And, da, da, da. and I was sort of helping her. Mm-hmm. And then I was helping her so much and we were just giddy and talking about it, having such a great time that she was like, do you want to write this with me? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, is that okay? Cause I feel like I am writing. Like we are writing it together. So yeah. we ended up, we got very lucky with that because we, we ended up having this really good writing relationship yeah. and we got a good script out of it. Like it was a good story. We wrote the heck out of it and we actually got like a producer Oh wow! and, and we got an agent from that. And, okay. and it, it, it happened the way that all the people say it's supposed yeah. to happen, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, so going back to, to that, that time period, like uh, living together and, and writing the thing, yeah. how, how did you go about divvying yeah. up the work? Like, yeah. was it like you would do the, like, oh, I'm going to write this scene. OK, I'm going to write this scene. And then you write and then sort of exchange it and then you like make the, changes and notes based on that. Or the way that I think it works best and different people work differently. Like when I'm writing alone, sometimes I'll do stream of consciousness writing because sure. it's more fun. And somehow there's something I love that there's several movies that I've written completely stream of consciously. Hmm. And I didn't know how they were going to end. And okay. then they end great. And and I don't know if I had sat down to outline it that it would have come up with something like that, you know? Yeah. That said, if those scripts are not perfect the first time out, and so few ever are, <laughs> because you have not done the structural work. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to go back in. Because oh. what, what is a load-bearing scene? Because you pulling something yes. out and suddenly the whole thing crumbles. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I yeah, you, on that one. Yeah, it's so impossible to rewrite those because you're like, oh, God. I, yeah. You have to go back and basically outline, which is what you should have done in the first place. But, right. But with the writing with another person, I find mm-hmm. that you have to outline the thing really. What Jennifer and I did is we outlined so detailed. Like, okay. even we had lines that were funny that made us laugh when we were talking. We would write those down. We Every story beat, every like, here's the arc of this scene. Here's the next scene. Then let's go to here. Like, we outlined it like crazy. Um, and then, well, the way that we did it actually 
because this was just because when I write something, I like to like live, breathe it, get into it. So the the method that we had developed was, well, that we just said we would do. I wrote the first draft and then I passed it to her and she wrote the second draft. And, you know, she was free to make any changes or cut things or move things. You know, she would let me know. But for the most part, like she would go in and rewrite dialogue that didn't work for her. And then, sure. um, you know, and then we had to learn to work that way. And it's, you know, you have to sort of. Just because we because then what we would do is then the third draft we would get together and that's when the tough it's either amazing and you go, I love this chunk. Let's keep this. Mm-hmm. Or it's the I really think it should be a the. No, I think it should be an and, you know, oh. <laughs> I can't even tell you there was a there was a scene about making eggs that we <laughs> I swear to God, we spent an hour and a half going. No, he has to ask her how she likes her eggs, not. What kind of eggs? And she's like, but she, they've been dating for three years. He would know that. And I'm like, no, that's the point is she's never shared that information with him because it's so intimate, you know. <laughs> so it, it can be that yeah. sometimes, you know, but it's also you have all the fun and the laughter and the yeah. knowing knowing that you don't know yet. But but it's so much easier when you have a collaborator to know that every bad idea is a good idea. because. It's not about like someone says something and you're like, well, that's that's not, you know, you know that that's not it. But it makes you go, well, what about this? And then you throw out a bad idea and they know that's not it. But there's no shame in that. And there's no spiraling off into, oh, my God, I'm I've lost all of my talent and I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) It's a springboard. You're 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 finding it together. And, And like what's fun about that, too, is, you know, I might come up with a fairly decent idea and then she might come up with a fairly decent idea that if we had been alone we would have put that down and been like that's good right yeah but because there was this other person going i don't know can't we do better you know yeah then after you've spent all this time trying to figure it out when you find the thing that makes you both go oh that's it yeah there's this great kind of it you know it kind of vets your stuff before it gets to the page because it doesn't go on the page unless you guys are both like yes you know but well, it, I think it takes an, a, a tremendous amount of trust because you're always going to have an idea that you fall in love with that your partner is like, mm. yeah. And it's really hard not to want to just like grab somebody by the throat when that happens. No, I mean, like, you know, of course, you're going to be like, ah, uh, how can you not see that my idea is so perfect? <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever. It's the best thing. It's the best idea ever in movies ever. What's wrong with you? Um, so that could be a little tough. So, but I, that's what I mean. Like. You get this trust, like um, I wrote a co-wrote a project with uh, Mandy Kaplan, mm, right? Okay. And it was so fun, and we really found our rhythm. And then we went back recently and started working on it again. Yeah. With with her, she has a co-writer that they've worked on another TV show and that they're developing, and so he's coming in, and we're all working together. And it was so funny because. I, you know, our first meeting, I was like, oh, my God, this is like riding a bike. I've written so much with her mm-hmm. that I have that trust. Right. When she says, yeah, no, I don't like that idea. I don't freak out and go, this is going nowhere. This is a disaster. I go, oh, that's right. We don't like each other's ideas. And then we <laughs> and then we no, But I mean, and then we find the idea that makes us both go, oh, uh, like, you know, yeah, our our writing process is really a lot of like, I don't hate that, you know. Okay. I say, having listened to the man cave, I, I, I sort yeah. of like, I feel a little sympathy for him, at least in those first couple of days of like, you guys are friends, right? 
Like, <laughs> oh my God. No, you know what's really funny is what's happening in that process. And that's, I've never worked in a threesome before. Right. That's like, it's my first time. Um, <laughs> but no, what's interesting is they actually are at opposite ends. And oh. I, because I also have like a director brain a little sure. bit. It's kind of fun for me to be able to sit back and go, hmm, he said this, she said that. Well, there's something right in the middle. I wonder if that could work, you know? Yeah. It's actually a really nice kind of fun. It's fun to have a, a, a an odd number, right? Huh. Because if two people like it and one doesn't, it makes the other person think a little bit more. Yeah. Um, now, what, yeah. now, do you are you able to separate screenwriter brain from director brain? That's interesting. Like, like when you sit down to write something, are you specifically like, this is a thing that I could direct or this is a thing I just want to write? Or do you, you just like story is story is story? It is. Or is it by, I, or by process, by, by project? I think story is. That's interesting. OK, so I think that story is story. I think I just asked you like four questions at once. So yes, take your that time. was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, 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 so I, it initially is it very it's always very hard for me to separate out the writer part of me. Like I am rewriting things sure. right up until they're shooting. You also, know? it never shuts up. It never shuts up. Yeah. yeah. But I do. Once the writing is done and I'm like, okay, this is the script, you know, we might still change some things, but in a weird way, I sort of split in my head and now start working, working with the writer, but knowing that I don't have to, I'm not going to fuss over things the way the writer does. Cause as the director, I know, well, it's going to be loose. Like Mm -hmm. I know how I want this to feel. I know what actors can do. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to know if it's the right thing when it's happening. Like you, you give it a little bit of space where the writer's trying to be like, this is the movie on the page. And the director knows, well, no, this is this is the script. But the movie is going to be made in the next three parts of this process. Right. So the, the script is just the beginning. An incredibly important first part that is so hard to get just right. Yeah. <laughs> but it is the, the first part. So I yeah, I, I think I. And and directing other people's stuff, I love doing it. Mm-hmm. If if it feels like something that I just so get, sometimes I'll watch movies and be like, "Oh, mm. I would have loved to direct that." I just saw on Amazon the "I Want You Back." Oh yeah, yeah, that's on my list. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. It's good. Yeah, and that's a movie that I think I would have really liked to direct. Okay, like, I got it. I got the writing. I got the feel of it. Yeah, I, I really liked. I liked what the director did. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, this feels like something. If I had read the script, I would have been like, yes, this is in my wheelhouse. Yeah. This is this in a way has my voice or my specific skills as a director. I know what I do best. Right. And this is people talking in funny ways and quirky characters and building a love story. And, and that is that's I can do that when you're looking at something that you're going to direct. Yeah. That's what you're looking at. But when you're writing something for me, it's like. Do I get so jazzed about making this thing that I haven't seen yet? For right. me, I'm, it's always about I've never seen anybody do that. Yeah. Or, or you know, there, there's also an element of spite where I was like, oh, I've seen this story done badly. I'm going to show you how to do it right. That's very good motivation. <laughs> it is. Now, did you when you start how many screenplays you, you did you just start writing screenplays? Because I know you started uh, I, in yeah, theater. I haven't, I haven't written a ton of screenplays. I think I've written like three or four. I, That's not, a ton. 
No, well, yes, I, I mean they they take, but exactly. So like I'm, I'm sort of in in screenwriting. I'm, I'm a baby writer. Like I've written way more yeah. like, like podcast scripts uh, and that than, yeah. than anything else. So uh, for that, I'm I'm, j- I'm just starting out during that. Actually, I, I would say the probably thing I've written, but podcasts that I've written most of the stage plays. I've probably written the most, and then screenplays sort of at the at the latter. Yeah, I was asking because the 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 format of screenplays and how to communicate something yeah. visually without it being like so anal and yeah. every little detail. And, tr- you know, the, a lot of writers make the mistake of writing the direction into it. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's a, that's a tough balance, right? Yeah. Yeah. You Especially know? with a lot of these, what, what I want to write is sort of, you know, is like exciting and action and that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, but I don't want to like fight choreograph the whole thing because I know that that would really make people like, yeah, that's not your job, man. Like, (laughs) but at the same time, I I remember reading an article in in a a screenwriting magazine about uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, And they they said in the the stage direction says they fight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was like okay okay so yeah so there are there are different ways of going about this you know you have like you know you have your your big uh i don't know uh jonathan hendrick with a little, like a whole paragraph of it or like beat for beat and then sometimes you just have they fight so it's like okay oh, there's wow. there's a there's a wide array of choices out there so you don't and ever feel like you need to do it exactly yeah. one way you just have to do what, that- what's right for the, your story isn't that liberating? I yeah. mean, I will say that while it's very cliche, but they all say, learn the rules so that you can break them. Yes. You know, because that you have to do the rules first and then you can really lend your own voice. Like, I love, I you know, I, I kind of do, I'll write emotional beats and, you know, like a, a line between if, if a character hears something they don't want to hear, mm. my my next action line might be shit. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. And and whoever's reading it, I don't have to say she looks disappointed. You know, yeah. she suddenly gets a look on her face like, oh, no, I didn't know that was going to happen. You know, I might just put shit, which is in yeah. the character's voice. But you read that and you know you what know. the character is doing. Right. Yeah. I, so. I've started uh, one of the people I really like reading scripts from is Shane Black and Shane Black is fun because he'll in his descriptions, he'll sort of like almost write notes to the production staff. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's really funny. All, all the, the stuff he do. And like, so, so I've started doing stuff like that. Like I'll say, uh, and then um, the, the ship explodes with the, the biggest effect we can afford, like that kind yeah. of, you know, like we know what's going on. Like you and yeah, me, like, yeah. We know. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. You can crack yourself up and play and have a good time. Right. Because there is a difference, I mean, with scripts that are screenplays. Right. I'm sorry, with, you know, when you're writing something that's a, everything is meant to be read, right? Right. But novels are only meant to be read, right? Right. Right. So that's a, you know, that's a different toolbox entirely. But with the, with screenplays, that's the thing that, like, you know, you have to sort of find your balance of, like, you got to stick to story and structure and character. And you have to, you have, like, one of the first challenges that I had was I just assumed that people knew things like I did or just saw things like I did. Right. And I wouldn't fully describe a moment or extend it or really be clear about if characters were wearing something important or doing something important. Like, it, it took me time to really get that to really go for that so yeah. because I had to remember like people were in my head, but also 
the fact that someone's reading it, like whatever's the sexiest, coolest thing for somebody to read is also the best choice, even if it's not important to the production team later. (laughs) There's things you put in for the reader that the director knows they're going to do their own version of that anyway. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't don't get too in love with. Uh, a tweed jacket with checked pants and like, yeah, no, that's not your, that's yeah. not your job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless you're going to make a joke about it or it's something right. about your, like, unless you're a person who's a, you know, a fashion maven and you've right. written a movie about, you know, and that's the, that's your signature thing that like, yeah. you know, all your characters have these fun, funky, you know, character descriptions. Right. Yeah. I feel like British writers always have a certain like, right. There's a certain tone and voice to. British screenwriters that you're like, ah, oh, that's so witty and fun and erudite. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, they're, a, they're 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 uh, drawing from a different set of references. When when you when you sit down, are are you directing as you write? Like, are you already thinking like this is this is what I'm going to do? like? If if you are writing something that like your intention is to direct it, are you already? putting stuff in there as notes to future you or are you doing this like well I'm, i i want to direct it but i might not so you're trying to have it be like a full and complete screenplay mm-hmm. or are you are you still like no i'm gonna i'm gonna hang on to a couple things you know no i mean it depends on where you're at in the process mm-hmm. so i i think that every writer in a weird way is directing it as they write sure because you're you're storyboarding in your head yeah and choosing right? what you show and what you don't. Yeah. You're you're seeing, yes, you have to lead the, you are leading the person through the story. So, yes, you are, I think I'm a stronger writer in that way than I, than I am even a director. Like, I think, mm. I think the storyboarding for me really does happen in the, in the, in the writing process. Okay. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, and then a director comes in and, and interprets that. Uh, and then the director, like, when you... You write something, you storyboard it, quote unquote, with your words. Right. And you take somebody through the rhythm and the journey and hopefully they get the tone and the feel of the movie. And they've hopefully they have gone on the emotional journey that you intended, because to Mm -hmm. me, that's always whenever I'm lost, uh, I'm like, how am I going to shoot something or is the scene doing what I need it to do? The question is always, well, how do I want the audience to feel? What's what's the intention? How do I want them to feel after this? Right. And so I try to, you know, like, whereas writer, you have a theme of a movie that you're trying to service. Right. Like for my last movie, it was the truth will set you free. Right. Oh, okay. so that was sort of a theme that I was working with. And everything was about honesty and truth and where where each character was in that journey in the movie. Did you have that with you from page one or is it something as you were going along that you you figured out and then sort of kept as your mantra? Um, I had that with me as an idea as okay. I was outlining it. There were a few ideas that I wanted to explore, right. but I really wasn't sure. That was a movie, this is the one that I just shot, Just Plus None, that I was really like, I knew that I wanted to have a feminist, like I wanted to have a female character in a rom-com who starts off single and ends up single but happy. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that she... Already has a you know, log line. I'm already hooked. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's like I just that she's and it's a, it's tough because it's a real internal like. Right. She doesn't get yeah. the guy in the end. And There's you're not, fighting. You're fighting the genre. 
Like, like the, the, yeah. the ruts in the road, like has already been like, no, no, she has to end up with the guy. Like you're already yeah. sort of like pushing against what that is. So that's an interesting struggle. Yeah. And for me, like a lot of the things in my life that have been huge, I mean, huge were like light bulbs that went off, right? Yeah. Where something happens and it changes you in a way and you know, you'll never do it the way you did it just now. Yeah. But you're also like you the way you've done it in the past, but you also haven't had a chance to try out the new way to do things. Does that make yeah. sense? So I think yeah. that's. Yeah. So. Um, so, uh, oh God, why did I start talking about that? <laughs> um, I was, oh, the themes. Right. There were there were these ideas that I wanted to play with. And then I had these ideas about character and relationships that I wanted to explore. Yeah. And then I so I, I started with those things and then I put a construct on it because for me. It's always easier to know a beginning, a middle and an end. Like and I love movies that have like it's a wedding. It's a three day wedding. It's a it's a reason to get all the people together who ordinarily would not be together. Yeah. It's a five day road trip. It's a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I put up the framework and then I know I have the characters and the relationships. I always start with the character where they are at the beginning and then where they are at the end. Okay. Because every character needs to have some arc. Okay. And so I, and then I build what goes in between. I sort of always know emotionally where these characters are at the beginning and emotionally where they are at the end and what they've gotten to. And then I, and the, and then I have the framework of the movie and then I start building the in-between. And then as I'm shaping that, if I'm lost, yeah. I go back to my themes. Like, what am I trying to, what is the message I'm trying to get across? What am I, what am I, what do I want the audience to feel at this point? When you are writing and you sit down and, and you've you come up with your your character and you're going to sit down and start writing that person, do you cast them in your head? Like, do you already thinking like either someone, you know, or, or like a celebrity? Like, do you do you go like, oh, I'm going to have Sandra Bullock in my head as I write this this thing down? Or, or do you just like is it just the character is the character and you just sort of let them become you know, whoever they want to be? I have done it both ways. OK. Um, I have done it where, like, for whatever reason, uh, although not whatever reason, she's a genius and amazingly talented. I always, <laughs> always want to write for Melissa McCarthy. Okay. Right? Yeah. Or Kate, or Kate McKinnon. Yeah. You know, these, uh, or Kristen Wiig, like, there's these women, Maya Rudolph, like, all these women who do awkward, totally, almost macho, like, just trying to get it right and they yeah. just they just screw up royally and it's great like i they i always think of them at they're sort of like muses for me like okay. any character i if i'm like well, who is this person if i imagine yeah. melissa mccarthy instantly it becomes clear right yeah. Yeah. um that's one way to do it the other things that i do there's two other ways yeah one is i will base it on someone that i know very well okay and i I don't know. I'm sure this is why we're storytellers, <laughs> yeah, and, right? Don't... And also why why a lot of people don't trust writers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try to sort of hide. Yeah. I don't ever, I'm never mean-spirited because the reason I'm writing about you is because I'm so madly in love with you. Right. Right? Like, oh, I, yes. I love the little quirks and nuances of things. And I, and I just believe everybody is so great, even when they're really flawed. And we're all flawed, right? Sure. So it's this really fun thing for me to sort of take a real person and their real quirks and and things and put it into a story. If it's going to be a real like, hey, you know, a specific story, like you remember when your dad 
you know, became a hooker and <laughs> your your mom was uncomfortable with it, whatever. Like yeah. th- something like that, if it was very specific to their story, I would I would always ask permission, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and if I didn't feel comfortable asking permission or if I wasn't really writing their story, yeah. then I would take the idea of it and turn it into something else metaphorically. Yeah, there's there's one there's a family story, which I'm not going to relate here um, <laughs> that from the extended family. So it's like basically someone I know told a story about someone that I'm distantly related to. And it's such a fascinating story that I'm like, God, I've always wanted to write that. But at the same time, it is really their story. And it's like <laughs> if I put well, a thing up there, they would look at it and go, hey, wait a minute. Like even if I changed characters and names stuff through like it's it's pretty clear i can address this actually because this is something um if it depending on what the subject matter is right sure some you'd be surprised how many people actually really want their story told Hmm. like they're not opposed to that i i think it's always if you if you say i'm interested in writing your story yeah and and here's the way here's what i'm thinking of it like right and and here's why yeah. Because I think it's so interesting that you went through blah, blah, blah. Or I think it's fascinating how this and there were all these other people left behind, right? If you frame it in a way and also like think of this, right? Okay, so you have like a, a single friend who like, you know, has weird uh, voices in her head and just a <laughs> crazy dating life. And, you know, and she's a train wreck. And then but then you say, hey, I want to write about your last boyfriend. But I like imagine it like flea bag like totally uh, right i want it to be like flea bag and fun and thing like your friend will probably be like oh my god bb weller bridge like you know <laughs> like I, you know what i'm saying like the, if you sort of put it in the context of like you know the story little miss sunshine or the wrestler or what you know if you whatever the story is if there's a if there's a sort of comp and you sort of explain i want to make it a cool like indie like, you know, whatever, like yeah. a, a, a real character study. And I want to do it because there's other families who've also gone through this and not to make it sound not as a sales pitch, but I mean, as a genuine passion thing, unless there's somebody else already writing that story or unless mm. they would die if it ever came out, <laughs> you'd be surprised because storytelling is how we heal. It's like it's something our society developed for a reason. Right. And that's a real you take ownership of something as a writer. Like I. True. I would never ask somebody if I could write their story or write that story unless I knew that I had a killer take, that I got it so well and that I could service it really well in a way that that doesn't disrespect them or exploit them. But but that shares the story in a way that is like complex. Yeah, I've I've had moments where. I'll take a piece of something where I was like, oh, that I've never really thought about that or experienced that or saw that before. And then I'll sort of build out around it. But it's like it's like it's a genuine moment, even if it even if it happened to me, if it didn't happen to me. Uh, and then sort of like construct a story sort of to build around it. Like either it's the inciting incident or it's what we're all building towards because oh. it feels and then that feels like genuine because it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Do you have a list of things like ideas, funny, weird things that happen or lines that people say? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (gasps) I have have like a little catch all thing of like, I don't know what that is, but like it's something. Oh, you're good. Where do you keep it? Like in a notebook or on a Google Drive? I do do it in Google Drive because I I have a Google Drive thing because I don't trust notebooks. 
Like yeah. I, because there's just too many things can happen and go away. So I like to have something that's non-centralized. So if like any one device goes down, it's still out there. But yeah, so every once in a while I go in and look at it and just like peruse through and be like, oh yeah, what was that about? Or like a weird turn of phrase or like even uh, something like a like a, a random set of words that just happened to be on a wall, like a, of names, or whatever. I'm like, oh, what would what would that be? And yeah, <laughs> I just hang on to it and keep it there. That's great that you do that. I I think I did that. I've done that before, I'm sure, but of course I have no idea where that stuff is. I mean, actually, it's probably on my laptop. Um, I would jot down ideas and stuff, but then I would never go back and look at them. <laughs> Every uh, once in a while, just to like go, oh yeah, like I actually do have some pretty good ideas. Like it's, I, yeah, I, I like you know sometimes I, I go through and try and add more to it, but sometimes I have just like title and a log line, and that's it. Oh, okay. So there is a, an Instagram account that my friend turned me on to. I think it's free movie ideas or something. Oh, okay. That's fun. And it, that's what they do. Oh, they nice. basically just do, these are free movie ideas. And a lot of them are terrible, but like what fun yeah. for the writer to be like, there you go. Yeah. An alien gets lost in a desert, you know, whatever it is. And, <laughs> yeah. they, and he does it. I think he or she does a new one uh, or they do, yeah. do a new one every day. I have no, you know, that's the thing about having a partner too right. is like if, if you're if you need someone to set a schedule if you're meeting someone to write a movie it's a lot mm. easier to sort of say i sorry i have a meeting i can't as opposed to like yes honey of course i'll help you with your gymnastics because i was just sitting here working on a script you know <laughs> right. what i mean it's a little and also like i find that oh i i have ideas for days yeah but it's the structure like yeah. you're just talking about like you know the catalyst the turning point yep. all that stuff it's so helpful to have someone going, well, you know, what is our theme? What is our final image in our, you know, to, yeah. to help sort of mold that stuff, you know? Yeah. Do you always write chronologically? Oh, that's interesting. You mean are all of my but, stories? No, no. Like if if you oh. have the if you have the the outline built. Yeah. Do you go like, oh, okay, today I'm going to write the wedding. Uh, now I'm going to write the meet cute. Like you're like you just jump around to it, or do you that's actually just like from page one all the way to page ninety? Um, I usually do that but if i'm working with a partner very yeah. often i will say hey i'm going to take a stab at the restaurant scene because okay. i have a good feeling an idea and again if it's outlined within an inch of its life yeah i can feel safe really going there with the scene because i know what's supposed to happen in the scene yeah. i think it's if it's a loose outline or you're still finding it which i'm guilty of as yeah, me a, too yeah w when i'm writing something on my own i don't vet it and go as detail oriented because I'm like, ah, work it out in yeah. the script. And that and I like working that way actually. It's a nice happy medium because I do find things when I'm writing that are really fun and surprising and the characters really start to wake up. So yeah. um but yeah I so no I, I actually I don't usually go out of order. Okay. Because I, I like all the surprises that come along the way and yeah. And I, I don't know if it I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg, hmm. but in in terms of you know how movies you know sometimes you have a second act kind of like what the hell's going on yeah. here right oh yeah right you always the first bit of a movie is always like I have this great idea uh -huh. and then and then the second act is either like killer because they've really worked on it or it's like and then I'm not really sure where it goes yeah. but then at the end and it then a bunch of stuff happens and then something terrible happens and then. Yeah. yeah, and then it starts to pick up this momentum, and yeah. you're, how many movies have you watched that you're like, I didn't love it, but then those last 20 minutes, right? Yep. Right, yeah. so I, I feel like the, the writing process is very often like that for me, where I'm like, oh, 
you know, kind of. Yeah. And yeah. then I, I get that too. When, I, when I'm in a movie and I'm getting super bored, I'm like, oh, we must be getting near the end of act two because <laughs> 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 things are terrible. They're getting worse. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, just get to God. the bottom so we can bring, we can move back up to the top. Come on. <laughs> so hard, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Act two is the worst. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's the, that's the thing. If, I'm, if I focus any of my attention on, that's what I'm trying to do is like figure out how to make an exciting act two because I've seen so many terrible ones. And that's where things like, you know, the B story or the uh, right. what uh, Blake uh, Blake Snyder, is that his name? Save the Cat, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. He he I like that book so much. It's so inspiring. But he he talks about the um fun and games, right? The promise of the premise. Right. And the and those two uh those two phrases for whatever reason for me like help me deliver ideas. It gets yeah. you out of the uh, uh, specifics of your story, the plot, and what needs to happen next, and it kind of helps you back up and go, wait a second. If I'm watching a movie about you know yeah. two women who start a business stalking their exes, yeah, what are what is what's the fun and games of that? What are some things you would see that feel fun about that? And then it can help you you know generate that stuff. Yeah, or deliberately taking a left turn where it should be right. You know, it's like the. The, yeah. the heroes are confronting the villain, and the villain just goes, "Yeah, you're right. I surrender." And you go, "Oh, Ooh. oh, wait. <laughs> Ooh, what happens now? Like suddenly you're awake, and the audience is awake because this is not the way things go. Like, yeah. But at the same time, now, you got to justify that because you because like, I've seen a lot of left turns where you include like, "Oh, you were just out of ideas." <laughs> right now, because they just swerve you, right back into like the where they were originally was going. And I was like, "Oh, so no, you, you must. You had something interesting there." You must outline within an inch of your life, then. Because no, I you don't. You know what? I don't outline at all. <gasps> I know, and that, that I'm, I'm working on that. That is the one. One of the, one of my flaws that I'm trying to get through is like I keep in the same way. Like I'm good at writing notes about my ideas about stuff, but I'm really bad about putting notes in it. Even though in my head I have a pretty strong idea of like and now here and now here and now here. But mm, okay, one of the okay. things I actually had, I I talked on the podcast about. Uh, plots versus plants like like basically are you like James uh, uh, George R. R. Martin talks about how he like he's a gardener he like plants ideas and then he goes and, and sees what's what's ripe and what's harvested and you go like that and Neil Gaiman is a pantser which basically it means he just like goes uh, kid wakes up in a graveyard and his both of his parents are dead and that's where he lives now all right let's see where this goes and like he just goes along and then by the time he gets to the end oh that's what the story is and then he can just go and smooth it over so I mean Whoa. holy cow I mean those are like obviously titans of the industry but they're different philosophies so i'm trying to figure out where i am in that so i have a really strong idea in my head of like i'm gonna go a b and c but i like the weirdness in the middle so i like going to into a scene and be like okay they want this that person does not want them to have this what's going to happen and then i just kind of sit back and let the discovery happen in there so I know the scene. I just don't know what's going to happen in the scene. So that's sort of where the fizz comes oh, for me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I wish I, I'm working on getting better at outlining or, or trying to like it's sort of like I'm retraining my brain because different projects require different things. And I'm writing a screenplay now that is heavily plotted. I need to make sure that it all makes sense. Yeah. Because there's all these turns and stuff along the way. And I need to do it. So I'm like training my, myself to be able to like, okay, put it down so that you have a, a a spine so you can go back to it and don't just rely on your stupid, stupid brain. Huh. Well, I think with something with twists and turns, you'd have, that's where I feel like 
don't you have to have an outline? Because to your point, yeah. if I'm in the scene and all of a sudden the villain's like, haha, I'm actually yeah. the good guy. Yeah. That's a fun twist, but also, well, now what? Yeah, exactly. And now what? That's the thing. So right. <laughs> that either like propels you forward, like, oh boy, what happens next? Or stops your story flat. And right. <laughs> welcome and- to act two. You're not getting any farther until you figure out what's going to happen now. Right. But if you, if you have, if you have known from your outline that like, yeah. well, I, I know it's going to be the neighbor girl next door. So I know I need yeah. to blame a lot of other people. Right. right. You know? Yeah. More so red herrings and yeah. Yeah, that uh, that to me feels like I, I secretly would love to write anything like that. Like I'm that the whole twists and turns thing. Yeah. Uh, I would love that. But I can see where, to you know, to your point, if you're like, I know there has to be an obstacle and he's going to run into this villain mm-hmm. and he will win. He's going to defeat this villain, but I don't know how yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That to me feels like something you wouldn't have to outline if you're like, I know I'm in a. I want it to be in a batting cage and I want sure. there to be his pet ferrets, you know, right. and you just can leave that and then move on in your outline because I right, like they fight. Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. That's something yeah, exactly. you could just sort of be like, I'm going to make a cool scene here, but I'm going to wait till I've got the juice. Right. And, and so are you talk about like, like you go, oh man, how is he going to do it? Oh, what if he had trained ferrets? And then you go, yeah. all right. And then you like go back in your thing to page, you know, to page 15 and go, and one of his hobbies was training ferrets. And so right. then by the time it gets there, you yeah. first justify it. That's, that's, that's the dirty little secrets of writers is that you come up with a good idea on page 90 and then go, oh, wait, let me see that all the way through. And then mm-hmm. go, and yep, then you look like set. a genius. That's right. <laughs> Although, oof, I, I love that stuff. That's yeah. one of my favorite things to do is like set up a little Jenga puzzle that mm-hmm. it, all, it all connects and it all pays off. But then... When you get to editing, it's really interesting because you're like, oh, that scene, I don't know if that scene really works, but I can't lose it. Because it has because, a major narrative thing. Yeah, yeah. Because she says this thing, which then ties to this thing later. Yeah. And I got to have that in there. So it is, but it's, it is a sign of, it is very satisfying. How do you know when your when the screenplay is done? I think I've asked yeah. you this before, but now we're, we're purely talking about like like that you've gotten to the point where you're like, do you do you have an innate feeling or you're just like, I can't do anymore? Uh, I think it's the latter. OK. And, and to be honest, it's I can't do anymore right now. Right. Like uh, because you're always going like I have that movie, the dying mother mm-hmm. throwing a living funeral right. movie. Oh, my God. Kyle, we've rewritten that thing 20 times. <laughs> we have written it for, oh, you know, like now she's a lesbian. Now she's straight. Now they're a different, you know, now they live in Santa Fe. What? They're yeah. from Connecticut. Like it's, we have gone over that movie tirelessly. And I, here's what I'll say. The good, it's a sign of a good story is that it has that many lives in it, right? Yeah. If it's character based, for me anyway, like if you, you know, if if you're going to go back and, and and you you're just adjusting the shading on it to, yeah. in order to do it for production. That will be endless because until it gets produced, it's not done. It's right. still a script. Um, but that said, I think it, for I think it's like if you are just at the point where you're like, I don't have any better ideas. Mm-hmm. I have I have taxed myself. I have given it to my friends and colleagues and mentors and people who don't particularly like my writing. And I've asked for feedback and I've taken notes and considered them and then I've implemented them. And then I sent that out to people and I had table reads like 
Once you've done the due diligence of making sure that it's not just a big ride for your ego of how brilliant you are, <laughs> that you got 104 pages or whatever. Yeah. You know, I think that's, to me, I always think my baby's so pretty. And I <laughs> really, right. I, I hate hearing that my baby doesn't work for you. Like, yeah. I hate hearing that. Yeah. Um, which is why I have to ask four or five people, because if four out of five say the baby is crying too much, mm-hmm. I will then listen to that, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's to me, it's you've gotten the feedback, you have considered the notes and you have answers for the notes. And when you have good, strong answers for notes that you know you're going to get that you've considered and right. it's either I fixed that or I've chosen not to fix that because that's the whole point. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, like. That's that's fine, too. So but it's when you're you don't have better ideas and you and you do if you keep working on it, you're just going to go so um, micromanagey. Yeah. You know, you're just changing words here and there, but you're not really, you know, heightening it to, yeah. to make it like undeniable, you know. So now you've talked about your um, first experience in a threesome. Uh, are <laughs> you screenplay monogamous? Are you uh, are you a, are you a one screenplay woman? Not at <laughs> all. Okay. No. Um. You mean do I write one project at a time? Yeah. Okay. I was. I thought you were gonna say like only write with one person, and I'm like, no, oh, no, 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 no. I love writing with multiple people. It's so yeah. much fun. Um. But do I write one thing at a time? Yeah. Yeah. These days I do. Okay. I did not. I used to write two or three things at a time. Okay. But these days. Yes, because it's, you know, to, to find j- the time, time management. And, yeah. Yeah. Time yeah. management and the focus of it. And yeah. and I really um, it's I'm I get so obsessed with it. It's just it's what, one of the ways I find the next thing that I'm going to write is I see what catches fire, you know. Yeah. And then if I'm going to bed thinking about it and I wake yeah. up thinking about it, and, yeah. you know, so I it kind of has to be one thing unless. Here's what I will say. Um, if I've written a first draft and I have to just get my eyes off of it so I don't, so I get a little <laughs> bit of space, you know, sure. uh, I'll take some time, get notes, feedback. Then I will sometimes have a second. I'll go back and tinker with the rewrite that I know I needed to get to or wanted to do mm-hmm. um, or start noodling on whatever the next thing is going to be. Do, so you, do, do you dream in screenplay? Like, do you? It's interesting. Um, like, have you ever? I, I say this because I, I have recently. <laughs> wow! I've, I've been waking up with my characters talking to each other, and I'm like, oh, really? Like you couldn't wait till I'm at the keyboard? No, you had to start doing this now. Oh no! I I don't know that I dream it, but that moment where you start to wake up, mm, and the yeah. images start to flood in, and you, yeah. I fix things all the time as I'm waking up. Yeah, I I have found that there is a there's an inner. There's there's like like the the shoemaker and the elves like when you go to sleep, brain's still working, it's like oh, still yeah. like trying to like look at your story and stuff going and then there's still a problem here we got and then just waiting for you to open your eyes to go oh by the way I've been working on this now I have to tell you yeah meditation <laughs> if I'm trying to meditate sometimes things look like oh ooh, like it'll okay it comes in and says like me next me next uh which I don't mind. Well, sure. I mean, it's it's part of the the learned insanity of the whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) 
I would say I'm sort of now thinking of things in terms of what my writing was like pre-COVID and post-COVID because that really does a number on you too. I used yeah. to be really good at figuring out how long something would take me. So I would say like someone would say, oh, can you do this thing for us? And I'd be like, okay, I can start writing that in two weeks because I'm writing this thing and now I'll be done then. And I can start on that one. And then like in a month, then I have to start writing this one because I want to have it done. But and then like COVID sort of like just screwed all that up with quarantine. And like and then suddenly I never have any time by myself to write. So I have to like figure out how to write what other people are around. And I can't go to the places I used to write. And. So yeah, I'm not I'm not quite as good anymore. So I'm finding my my timeline is not quite as right anymore. But are you pretty diligent in terms of what you can accomplish in terms of in a day, in a week, in a month? Like do you have a uh, set goal or do you sort of like you have no. do specific like I want to have something done by the end of this week, this this month? Uh, yes. Once I do that, and I'm such an idiot. Like, I really should do that more often because I'm pretty good about sticking to those. Mm, if I okay. go, but I'm here's how idiotic I am. I'm like, I need to have the movie written by March 18th. <laughs> right. And then around like March 4th, I'll be like, I really got to outline that movie. Like, <laughs> I, you know, even though I've given myself six weeks, like I'm such a procrastinator. Oh, but okay. I but I work well under deadline. And I think okay. everybody does, to be honest. Like we right. were we're in post on this movie and I just we just had a meeting. Yeah. And like we're all like, all right, deadline's April first. No, we all know no the world's not gonna stop spinning. There's no hard and fast, you know, Netflix isn't waiting for it yet <laughs> yeah. that they know of. That's but you right. know, like Call but Ted. we we set that deadline because otherwise we're all gonna be like, eh, I guess I could mm-hmm. work on that movie. You know, we all work great under pressure. Yeah. So uh, um, it's one, one of the uh, the best things I, I, I ever heard about that was if you need something done, ask a busy person. Yeah, because yes. like they're the ones who are getting stuff done as opposed to somebody who's like sitting around. Then they'll just oh, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get around there. But like someone who's got a hundred things to do. Yeah. One one. Sure. Fine. Like uh, I could do that for here. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I admire people who have that like, nope. Nope. I write between 11 and 1 every day or whatever. Yeah. I, well, yeah, that'd be I admire that. That's, that's not how I do it. I, I usually, like, scare myself into, oh, God, oh, I said I would have it done. Like, I try to get people to give me deadlines. I have a uh-huh. writer's group that okay. meets every two weeks. And Virtually? I get, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Kinda it's not to, all... We don't all do screenplays. One woman's writing a novel. The other one's sure. writing plays. The other one's doing a TV pilot. So we're all different. Yeah. But, like, there is a certain, like, it gets me a goal where I go, oh, I got to show up and know what I'm working on. And you really guys show understand. each other your stuff? Or you just talk oh, yeah. about what you're working on? Okay. Uh, either or. Like, if you have pages, great. If you don't, like, you know, I've been working on a movie. So, I mean, post, right? I'm editing sure. a movie. So I haven't been doing a lot of writing because right. I'm really trying to focus on that and get that done. Uh, but I am, the writing that I'm doing is... I have this idea, I'm going to talk it out for 15, 20 minutes. And then they'll go, oh, that sounds like this or that, you know. And some of the ideas you're like, oh, this is it. And some of them you're like, that was fun. Next. (laughs) You know, you you just sort of see. But then if you set a deadline, like I said, oh, boy. I got a couple things. I'm like, if I just set a deadline for those, I bet I could write them really fast. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I do the same thing. I have I have a sort of mental deadline in my head. But part of it is that. 
the new shiny. That's why my, my, my friend Lori, who's a, a novelist, uh, has that thing. She's like, you know, you're writing something and, you're, and like all of a sudden new shiny idea comes along like oh, oh look at me i'm new i'm sexy you know like i i could be anything i could be, and you're like but i'm working on the like oh but new shiny so you sort of can use that as a as a as a motivation because like mm-hmm. oh the sooner you finish what you're working on now new shiny's waiting for you uh, that's a, could that's be anything a, it could be the best thing you've ever written right I, around the corner you know that's funny because like i don't ever i wonder like i guess some of the ideas i go oh but i unless there's really more there like unless it's pouring in yeah and and i've and i've considered really really gone deep and gone what does this look like what is this a movie is this a tv show is this just a a sketch idea like it's it takes such momentum it it Mm -hmm. it's it has to be such an undeniable idea for me to really like get in there because then i become obsessed and that's how Mm -hmm. i write okay like I want to go away for five days huh. and I just want to like, you know, and yeah. I need a, I need the whiteboard. I need the, I need the bulletin board. I need all oh. the stuff. Yeah. See, I, I really want that. I've never done, I've never done anything with note cards or bulletin boards or any of that kind of stuff. It's all just in my head. Like I wish that there was Ooh, a virtual wow. way to do that or whatever. Yeah. There is. Final draft has that function. Oh, I don't, okay. u- I don't use it. I don't know how to use it. I tried to use it cause I was like, what a great function. Yeah. I, I can't figure it out. So I just use the regular old fashioned and you can just, I mean, it's just scraps of paper on a floor for me. That's <laughs> if I'm, if I'm trying to figure out plot, okay. like if I have an idea about a story, but I'm not really sure, yeah. then I'll do that whole thing about like, Oh, well, I, I know I, I want her here at the beginning and I want it here at the end. Right. Here's seven ideas that could happen in between that could possibly lead to this thing. And then I'll just like literally stick them around as possible scenes. Yeah. And then, the, you know, they get pulled away or changed or, you know, as new stories come up. But that's how I start to flesh it out. I would recommend to you. This is the first time you're recommending to you instead of you recommending to me. I like uh, it. I have there's a program I use. It's called Zoho Notebook. And it's and the nice thing about it is it's free. Uh, it's sort of like Evernote or OneNote or that kind of stuff. But it's much more like creative friendly because huh. inside it it and it's also it's also uh, non-centralized so like when you do it it saves it to the cloud so like you know if your computer dies it's this the other way but they basically inside the notebook they're creating individual notebooks and inside those notebooks you can have notes so you can have like one notebook and I basically have a notebook of screenplay ideas and you click oh. on that, and then inside there are, are a bunch of different screenplay ideas, and you click into those, and then you can have all your notes and, like, and outlines or whatever you want to do inside there. But it's a way of having it nested so you can like look at your stuff and go, all right, what do I look at today? Oh, here's my TV scripts. Here, my, here are my, my, my I- screenplays. Here are my all, all these things. And then you can go in and see sort of arrayed in front of you all your different sort of ideas and you can dig into so even just like you were talking about to look at them all in one place as opposed to you know little notes all over the place not 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 what you're talking about but in terms of like all your ideas and projects and and which things you're going to do do they present as like 
sticky notes or they present as like well, if it's, it comes up as like it it first starts looks like a book so like you actually can design your covers as, as you want to too so I actually went and made custom covers so I have like one and they have like these bl- these cool blue scripty fonts across them that says screenplays and TV pilots and all, all these things and then the book opens up and inside there they look like sticky notes and then you click the sticky notes and they open up to full documents and then you can huh. and they're all colorful and stuff too which I, I really like having a bunch of different colors so when you open up your screenplay book there's you know 15 different colors on each one and then the top of them has the name of of what it is and then you can see a couple the first couple lines of it too it's really it's really nice because i basically have taken every time i have an idea or a scrapper or something like that i put it in there so i have it all sort of in one place like you can open up a couple of them and they're just nonsense they're just like random words and phrases and and pictures and you can even bring in clips and whatever else you want to um but sometimes they're actually detailed and if you even copy pasted whole screenplays and scripts into them so i can so i have like sort of a backup wow i mean they're not they don't format exactly correctly but like i like having them all sort of there so i can like bring up like oh yeah there they are and i can sort of you know look at them and noodle around a little bit without actually formally rewriting do you go back and noodle around old stuff oh god yeah i wish i didn't oh wow (laughs) every once in a while i'll bring something up usually it's just like oh i want to make sure this is up to date in format and moves them Uh around and i'll go Oh, that's that's really bad, and it's it's not usually like new whole new scenes, but I'm like, oh, that's stupid. Who would say that? And so I'll go back through and change it. So like, I really should have like this is frozen as of 2007. This is where it was, but no. Every time I go in, I just I, I can't I can't stop. I know my, my rewriting. Like I have to go in, like let me just fix a little. Eh, this uh, has been annoying me. And, I well, know. that was a bad joke. I'm just going to take that out. Well, it's hard because, yeah. you know, because your writing gets better and things change and things become dated and jokes that were hilarious three years ago are now like, oh, no, yeah. you can't say that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it, it's really, really tough. And of course, you will always want to be putting your best foot forward. Right. And, uh, you know, it's it, that that's really tricky. But, you know. That's also like what I'm learning too from this process of having an actual movie made that is, that, right. you know, screenplays, you know, you give to people and they give you notes. But I don't know, that's a different process on some level because it's still in flux, right? Right. The, the permanence of having something that's like, this is a choice that I've made and this is now done, you know? Yeah. Um, even in that where you're like, I I have this is through the ringer and I stand behind everything I've done It's still going to get such a myriad of responses that you kind of have to think about that for your screenwriting as well, that you go like, listen, this is just the first part of this process. And it's, it's, some people are going to love that joke and some people are going to, you clearly loved it at one point because you wrote it. Right. So it, there's an interesting kind of like, I mean, you can watch your movie on Tuesday and think you're a goddamn genius, and you can watch it on Friday and be like, who let me out of the house? Like, no, I can't show anybody this, right? So it's, I think it's, it's you kind of have to keep moving forward because yeah. there is no perfection. There is only, you, you service the ideas and get out of the way. Like, I think I'm trying to learn that. I'm trying to learn how to be a channel for these ideas, right. <laughs> like be this, be the willing laborer who loves the idea and is willing to service it and see what I can bring to it, but then get out of the way yeah. and just, you know, do your due diligence and then be done with it, which is why I think deadlines are great. And I think like end goals are great. So you go, listen, 
My goal was, and I did this one time and it worked great. My goal was, I want to write the script and I want to give it to 10 people. Hmm. And that's it. So that then you write it, you give it to 10 people and you might be like, and if nothing happens, that's fine. I'm moving on to the next script. Depending on how many years you've put into it or whatever. Well, sure. <laughs> but think Have about that. Have you ever that. had an idea come to you that you're like, oh, I'm not who this was intended for? Like, I like, the, oh. like. Have you ever like received a message from the the great beyond to be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not the person. Like, I don't know where this was going to go, but I intercepted it. I'm sorry. Absolutely. And what do you do? What do you do with it? Um, you know, like if I know somebody, if I think of a great idea for a horror movie, yeah, and I just know I'm just too of a wimpy scaredy cat to write it. Yeah. I have my one of my best friends from high school is a great horror writer. Ah, okay. And I, so I'll offer it up to people, be like, "What do you think of this?" You know, yeah. and it and if it sparks for them, great. But I also find, oh my god, I can't tell you how common it is that you're like, oh. Oh, "I have this great idea," and six weeks later, you know, you you're like, "Oh." There's a book out with that exact story. Or, <laughs> oh, oh, the story well. Yes, yeah, I know that very well. And we're all dipping out of the story well. Yeah, we're all there in first. a zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah. It's, it really is. It's your version. And that, that's kind of a relief if you have a million ideas. It's sort of a relief to be like, oh, thank God I don't have to write that one. Yeah. But that said, I'm constantly trying to do different, different genres. Like I wrote right. a kid's movie that I loved. And I wrote like... Um, I did, wrote an action, sort of action comedy with yeah. Mandy. And then, like, I, I really, I, I'm dying to do some sort of twisty, turny, like, drama heisty thing. I'm dying to do that. Oh, nice. I, That's I am, what, one of my favorites. That's what I'm, what I'm working on right now. A oh, twisty, see? twisty, turny, heisty thing. So much. It would be so much fun. I don't think I'm the person to do it. Yeah. But, but it would be fun to try. I mean, like, what a fun exercise. Anything that gets you... Writing and strengthening your muscles, I think, is great. Yeah. Unless you're like, holy crap, I just got an agent who loves my rom com, and now I need to, go, <laughs> and now I need to have at least two more great rom coms. You know? Uh huh. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, no easier way to make your mind misbehave than to tell what to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, we're writing this. Oh, but. <laughs> <laughs> Have know, you thought about vampires? Like, oh, no, that's what, come on, man. What are that's you doing? where, like, along with deadlines, and this is something I'm just coming up with, so maybe this could be, you know, I know people do this, but I love sure. this idea, and I always forget to do this. To have a goal or a thing that you get once, you're, once you've achieved your goal. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. To, like, work backwards. Like, I keep thinking about, well, what do I want at the end of this movie, right? Right. I, I, I want to... I want it to be on Netflix or I want to, you know, I want to yeah. go to Sundance with it or I want yeah. this. So then I go, all right, back up. What what do I need to do right now to make that happen? Well, I need to get the rights for all the music. Right. And and having that sort of like little cherry on the Sunday, like, well, I did this. I did this so I could give this script to five people. I already know the yeah. five people I'm going to give it to. So, huh. you know, and then I get to take myself to dinner. What well, I don't know, whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I absolutely. I bribery. Yeah, I know. I used to buy myself something at the end of the thing. And now I sort of like, eh, I feel like I've I've evolved to the point where like ha having written is enough of a reward for me. Like, oh, I have a finished thing. I can set it aside. That's Ooh. true. <laughs> yeah. So, like, That's I, true. But I think but, but for, for starting out, I, I highly recommend like buy yourself something stupid. Like get, get to the end when you finish the thing, you know, whatever, like a piece of clothing, a, a, an action figure, whatever it is that like gives you joy and that you would never 
like rationally like no i can't justify that expense well but also <laughs> as a reward do to, it uh, but also even if you are an experienced writer and you and you like you love writing sure. to keep to keep yourself from going away from that like I want to go check out how the real estate market's doing or, right. oh, that other idea I have or, oh, let me just go work on this other old script that I have. Like to really be able to stick with something, you know, sometimes I find that that makes you dip back into the well. Yeah. If you find yourself wanting to go do something that's easier. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's or, why we do this, because it's so easy. Or feels easier at the time. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's where we're going to stop the conversation for today. If you'd like to hear more of Mandy's voice, she's got her very own podcast. It's called The Mand Cave, hosting collaboration with her friend Mandy Kaplan. You'll find it wherever the finest podcasts are found. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the next chapter in the Curiosity Codex, but there are still many pages left to decipher. We're part of the True Story FM family of podcasts. Find out more about us at truestory.fm. Our theme music is Intrusion by Severed Personality, a.k.a. Kevin McLeod. The voice of the Codex is Vicki Hall. Find her on the web at vickihall.squarespace.com. And my name is Kyle Olson. The Codex is closed for now.